Hello and welcome to the only show where we talk about the trailers to the movies well after we've already talked about the movies themselves. I'm Luke. I'm Max. And I'm Matt. And this is Force for Thought. That's not our intro music at all. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Today we are going to be talking about the five trailers to the theatrically released movies that came out in the Disney era. So that's The Force Awakens, Rogue One, Solo, A Star Wars Story, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. If you'd like to, we are going to be posting links to all five of these trailers on our socials today. Uh, This episode's releasing on October 25th, Wednesday. So if you'd like to go and watch those trailers before we talk about them in detail so that they're fresh in your mind, so that you're not thinking about the teasers or trailer two or three, you can go ahead and check them out. But... Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into it. We all watched the same five, and now we're going to talk about them uh, in terms of our favorites. Um, So we're going to talk about them in order, starting with the first one that came out, The Force Awakens. Yes. So where'd you guys have this ranked on your list, one through five? So Yes, that's how we're going to do it. Just go through. Yes, yes. We'll talk about each one. Interesting. Okay. Because there's not enough to... I know. If we went with our number five, it would be... We had that problem in a different ranked episode. When you sent the list, I was... Max said the same thing. I was like so surprised because I was like, "Oh, well, thank God!" Because I thought it was going to be like we're going to do the teaser, the, the second teaser, the the full trailer, the it's, trailer yeah. too. It's going to be hard enough for people to follow if they're yes, even if they uh, did just go and watch those five yes. trailers. And uh, I'm assuming 99% of the people listening did not go and do that. Although you should, yep. but we'll break it down enough for you. You'll yeah. you'll figure out what we're talking about. But I think yeah. that's a great call that because when I first was like, "Oh, I want to talk about all the trailers," but then like you just said. It's so hard to remember which one's which or follow along, mm-hmm. like, actually. Um, and but. if I'm being honest, I will inevitably be bringing up the teasers anyway because Same. it is very hard to judge a trailer after seeing the teaser and after seeing the actual movie because yes. we've already seen all these well, movies, so my opinions are definitely being affected by the fact that I've seen the movies but, and I know yeah, these scenes I was, was going to mention from. some honorable mentions from the teasers so yes, that people same. wouldn't be like, shocked that we're not talking about them right now, but you guys... Are planning on talking about them at the time? Oh, I was going to say, like, we're not yes. talking about the fin popping up over the. Into no, the frame. save it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> well, we the, seriously, that was something that's funny is watching these actual first trailers. I was like, oh, okay. So, in the Force Awakens, one to kind of get into it, but also segue a little bit. It was like, oh, okay. So Han Solo and Chewie already are introduced. That's the second teaser of the Force Awakens, which is why they're, they're normally in this. In this. One. Yes, right. and it's so funny to be like, well, yeah, they're in the movie, but like, I'm like thinking about it like it's 2015 right. version of myself being like because the okay, trailer yes. for the force awakens doesn't have that grand intro for han solo that when yes. you go back you expect to see but you're right that was the second teaser yes. that ended with them entering the millennium falcon and him saying chewy we're home and yep. that was a great teaser and he smirks that was but a great teaser the trailer. But that's not the trailer right that's anyway not what we're officially discussing here yes. that is just bonus content for yes. you listeners all right luke lead the way who's, right. who's going first we're talking about the force yeah. awakens max where do you have it listed on ranked one through five one being the best of these five trailers so as with any ranking we are star wars fans it is always hard to put oh something god he's going number five at the bottom of the list I or towards the bottom this. of the list but some things have to be down there by default so it's not the bottom of the list but it is pretty close i put it as number four it egregious. is egregious that is low i'm shocked four Tar of five. and feathered it is it is <laughs> and, and here's my notes it is exciting it is a it's a fun trailer um there's a lot of really cool imagery that is in it um all good things keep going the uh, uh hans line when he says it's true all of it that's some great trailer dialogue. I really enjoy that. Um, and here's here's my two biggest opinions on this trailer. Mm-hmm. The first being uh, it's starting with Ray and the opening dialogue of "Who are you? I'm nobody." Mm-hmm. That boss because, can have a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that is the question that basically sparked every single Star Wars theory since 2015. Because if you notice, anytime new Star Wars content comes out, the first thing people say is, oh, I wonder who that character is. I wonder if that's actually this person. And I was thinking yeah. about this not too long ago. I kept thinking, why do people keep doing this? Like, why can't somebody just be somebody? And it's because of this trailer. It's because of The Force Awakens. <laughs> because they made such a big deal about, oh, I wonder who Rey is. That now every single time something comes out, it has that feeling to it. Where people are like, oh, I wonder who that person really is. And it's like, no. They just did that with Rey. Let it go. So I kind of knock it down a little bit for that just because i'm kind of annoyed by it but, oh, but uh, it's, it's also exciting i see the other side of it too because it sparks the theories and i love speculation and 
if you go back not too long ago, I'm also very guilty myself of wondering who people really are when their identities are just <laughs> they are themselves. Um, so that's a little hypocritical. And this part might be very polarizing. Um, it does have the distinct benefit of having a very bad first teaser. I was not a big fan of the oh. very first teaser for The Force Awakens. The, the one... Millennium Falcon flies upside down, Maxwell. I get it. Over a, uh, over a sandy planet that we've uh, thought we've all seen before. But uh, it's like 30 seconds of just Finn popping up into screen. And I distinctly oh, remember rolling. the first time I saw that teaser and I didn't know if I was supposed to laugh or not. I was like, was that a comedic beat? Like, I was so torn about it. And then the second teaser came out and it was better. Obviously, we just talked about yeah. the ending when Han comes on. And then this trailer dropped and this trailer was really good. So it does, to me, have that distinct benefit of following up what I think was a very bad first teaser. Are you going to tell the story of when we saw that teaser for the first time? You remember? I do remember. Uh, so let's see. It would have been, I think it was like October of early. 2013. 13? No, it would have no. been 14, right? No. It came out in December of 2015? Uh, I kind of think it was... It couldn't have been it that must, early. It must have been 14, yeah, just over a year before release. Well, we could look early. it up because it was Horrible Bosses yes, 2. Yes, when did Horrible Bosses Luke, 2 come out? Luke <laughs> and I and our family went to go see Horrible Bosses 2 in theaters. It was like a Saturday at, like 9:30 at 9.30 in the morning. It was the very first showing because we knew that they were going to be playing the teaser <laughs> for The Force Awakens. And we were like, we have to go see this. So we went with my entire family and the teaser, it's like maybe a minute long. Yeah. And afterwards, my mom just turns to us and she said, that's why we came to see this. And we were like, <laughs> Yes, that was it. <laughs> and she was like, "Is that not on the internet or anything?" And we were like, "No, it probably is by now." <laughs> yeah, oh sure, by definitely, it definitely was. Yes. Um, but then we stuck around for the movie, and Horrible Bosses Two was actually a really good movie too. So yeah, we all quite liked. It, it. Was, it was no regrets, no regrets. <laughs> that's but that's why uh, that's where I have the Force Awakens trailer number four. I disagree with a lot of things you're saying, Maxwell. Number one is I think that. Well, where'd you rank it? Let's get off that. <sighs> all right. To I don't. No, I don't want to hang on. Hang on. I, I feel like yeah. I build it go up. Back. Build it up. Build to build it up. I think people theorizing who people are isn't because of the line. Who are you? I think it's because it's so connected to the original trilogy. So everyone's just expecting someone to be related to Han or Luke, and obviously we continue with Lando as well. I think it's just ingrained. No one saw the solo trailer. It was like, oh, I wonder who Kira is. It's like, well, no, it's probably just like Han's friend. Same thing with Rogue One, right? It's like you know, like nah, I don't really know if like Sharut is really anybody, right? I think it's just because the trilogy is so ingrained within the original trilogy, and then the the sequel, the, uh, the prequels as well. Yeah, and they were setting up the sequel trilogy to be so ingrained with the original trilogy, so they had to start the trailer like that. Exactly, that's, that's a good point, and a lot of people thought that. Han and Leia's kid was going to be a part of it, so they thought, oh, maybe that's who yes. Rey is, maybe exactly. that's who Kylo Ren is. And so I think and Luke a... was mysteriously not in the trailer, Exa which, which is, is also a, a beat in and of itself. Wait, exactly. Well, that's, I... Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with the mystery of who characters are, though. But it has a... But no, it one, does no one thought Rey was Luke. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> As we're going to There, was, there were theories that Kylo Ren was Luke. <laughs> was Luke? Oh, yeah, I guess that would make sense, because, mm -hmm. I mean, besides the fact that he's played by Adam Driver and everyone knew that, that'd be a, that's a weird-ass theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, Except for the fact that it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, we, didn't, we, didn't know that. we didn't know exactly that. Because I remember uh, uh, Triple Force Friday in 2015, the, when the toys went on sale mm -hmm. the, for the first time for The Force Awakens and The Mandalorian and... Was it? No, it wouldn't have been The Mandalorian. I do remember oh, I'm thinking that. of just regular Force Friday then. Triple Force Friday was 2019. Um, so Force Friday in 2015, when the toys went on sale, it was a big deal. And um, there was a Kylo Ren toy. Uh, they had the dialogue line, that weapon belongs to me. And that was a big talking mm -hmm. point that that implies that Kylo Ren would be Luke Skywalker. Because well, it was Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. There's uh, two things I want to get to, which is one is that I feel like uh, back in 2015, 2014, uh, even before then, I was like, I'm going to collect things, screenshots or whatever of things that are like, this will be like, you know, I'll remember this day when this happens. Like when the Beatles first came on on, on, on iTunes in 2009, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to screenshot this. And it's like, and I'm going to look back on this forever. I no longer look back on that forever. Turns out the Beatles <laughs> are just great all the time and you don't need iTunes. Um, and the other thing that comes in mind, uh, when I, every, every year I see this pop up on my Facebook memories is when I screenshotted the... Uh, the cast list for Force Awakens and it shows Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill. Uh, and I think I posted like I actually might die in 2050 or something. And so every year I, I remind I'm reminded of that, which is why I put the Force Awakens trailer as number one uh, because yeah? it is the one of not only the best Star Wars trailers but one of the best trailers of all time. It has 
the emotion, it has the heartfelt, it has the mystery and intrigue, it's everything the movie should be. It's the antithesis of what Luke says with the Rise of Skywalker trailer, which I also disagree with, that it shows you everything that's going to happen in the movie. You know nothing what happens in this movie by watching that trailer. You that's can, true. It's, all the parts are so disconnected that you're just like, I don't know what's going on, and I'm so excited about it. It's got that, I think it's because it's led by J.J. Abrams, and he's a big, you know, the mystery box guy, but I think... They did it right, and I, I, I also disagree because of the first trailer. I feel like we were so excited in 2014 about that, Maxwell, because think about 2014 Matt and Max, right, or 2014 Luke. It's like Star Wars has been dormant for a very long time at this point, and when you get that miniature, now looking back, it's like, well, yeah, it's just BB-8 or whatever, but that was a new droid mm-hmm. we've never seen before. That was insane. We have a black stormtrooper. Since we've never seen that before, right? We there's so many elements of Ray Star- Speeder was super cool looking. The Cap- Speeder, Captain the- Phasma, who we called the Chrome Trooper. Exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. Captain Phasma. You get the new helmets, the, the design. Well, See, that Kylo tra- Ren's lightsaber. I don't want to oh get too bogged no, down in the teaser no, trailer. But, but, but it was on, a great teaser trailer. I, agree. I can't believe you I, said that. I, I agree. I'm, I'm in that mode too because I'm just like there was like eight elements in, that were so new that especially now looking back, I agree it's not as good, right? But I'm like, man, I'll forever hold that nostalgia being like holy crap like what is all of this this is like star wars feels familiar and yet it's totally new anyway the this trailer i think specifically does a great job the the score leads the way it has hints of the old trilogy um you have hints of what's to come uh there's it's mystery it's intrigue it's got amazing visuals throughout i mean it looks like star wars in 2015 right again the reflectiveness of the lightsabers and stuff too like the little bit of the snow scenes we get too it's like things that in star wars we've never seen live action and i think it like i don't know it just has a, such a nostalgic but all part but also it just like lit the spark and just like ignited every little uh you know fan theories and we all i feel like talked about it for like a full year and i think it also has one of the best lines uh in in the trailer which is what all star wars fans or non-star wars fans or people who have lost their way with star wars i'm talking about it like it's a religion which maybe it is (laughs) but it's the force is calling out to you just let it in and that's exactly what star wars fans should do or people who don't right just let it in and enjoy it and be thankful for it you don't need to be a dick about it or like juxtapose it, right? It's like, it's okay. You can watch it and enjoy it or watch it and dislike it. That's fine. But you don't need to not watch things and just be a proponent of hate um, as well. But anyway, I think Force Awakens, the that trailer is, is like number one. And I talked to our friend Josh uh, Vanderzine, who does the the intro and outro music for this podcast as well, uh, about how I, we still think about it's like maybe the best trailer of all time. It might have came because we were film students in college, but I, I legitimately mm. think this might be one of the best trailers of all time. That's that's fair. And again, to differentiate the teaser from the trailer, yes. I do really like this trailer. None of these trailers I dislike. It yeah. was only that first teaser that. Yeah. that, and it's really the first 30 seconds when it's just sand for like 20 seconds, then Finn pops up. It's really just that part, because yep. it's a weird beat to start off on. Max like you said, it was teased. laying dormant. <laughs> Star Wars was dormant for almost 10 years at this point, and the first thing we see is just popping up in the screen like i said it was just like a weird like oh, i don't know if longer? that's comedic it felt super long no i mean like longer ten, than 10, 10 years, years. It was nine jesus years, get yeah. off the sand no, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no i think about that a lot actually looking back how it was only 20 2005 to 2015 yeah uh, yeah um, well, you go from being feel that long a elementary the, school student to exactly. a college student. i was about to say it was the ages that we happened to be yes. i feel like which made that feel like forever because like right now i'm just like oh that's not long at all <laughs> but, but like, I, back then it's like i know literally have you ever talked to like not old people but older people like 40s 50s 60s that aren't that into star wars and they like don't even know that there was a 10-year break like to them i mean star wars was around for like all of the 2000s and then just started up again in the 2010s it's like they uh, didn't even notice my grandparents uh my brother also has a podcast called the muni lot report where he talks about the cleveland browns him and his uh, best friend bill and my every single week my we see my, my grandparents and um they're always like oh how's how's the podcast to to mike and they used to ask me quite a bit too but now I think they've listened to enough episodes where they just kind of stopped <laughs> because they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not even worth it. <laughs> they're like, football. Cleveland Browns. That yes. I can follow. That I watch every week. The Star Wars don't know a thing about it. <laughs> you nerd. All right. Moving on. My ranking of the Force Awakens trailer. I put it at number two. All right, Luke. So I'm, I'm excited to be agreeing with Matt on something because I feel like we rarely are. I but agree. this trailer was exceptional. And I think part of the reason, and it's not exactly fair, but... J.J. Abrams, the way he makes movies, lends itself to making really great trailers. Yes. The man knows how to cut a trailer. Absolutely. Not just that, but the way he makes movies, there's a lot of moments that are just cool trailer shots. Like, Vader's helmet 
Not oh, yeah. that substantial for the movie, but yeah. a great trailer shot. The Knights of Ren, basically just a trailer shot that's in the movie. <laughs> the the X-Wing skimming the water is a great trailer shot. Yes. And there's... I'll, I'll, I'll get into it more, I guess, when we talk about other movies. But there's a lot of parts of The Force Awakens that it doesn't necessarily suffer as a movie because it was made to look like made to produce such a great trailer but other movies are not made in the similar in the way jj abrams make movies and that just lends itself to make such great trailers yeah that i absolutely do agree with and i did say that so let's wrap up with that thought because it seems like something that we can absolutely agree on there was some really great iconography in that first trailer yeah um and we'll well, it'll come up again, actually, when I when I give some of my thoughts on The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, too. But I think J.J. Abrams really, and I think uh, people might disagree with this, I think he did fan service very well. I really like all of his imagery, all of the yeah. stuff that he brought back. The uh, uh, Star Destroyer uh, in the desert of Jakku, I think that's yeah. one of the coolest visuals in all of Star Wars. I mean, how much of it is fan service, and he also just shaping the entire trajectory of the entire sequel trilogy to being a redo of the empire and like it lends itself to make a lot of very classic imagery to have stormtroopers mm-hmm. again to bring back the knights of ren that just look like dark side force users and yeah. stuff like that i agree yeah i, I think i mean we, yeah we'll, we'll talk about the force awakens some other time because <laughs> we've not done a full episode on that all so right next movie that. on the list that came out um chronologically not chronologically they came out next in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> it's chronological. Is that yeah. chronological? It's chronological in the Star Wars universe. No, but it's chronological in... Oh, I see how, what you're saying. Yeah. That's funny. Chronological in... Out, I would still call that the actual real world galaxy. Yes, I, I would <laughs> call it Close to here chron- in present time. I would definitely call that We know the difference. <laughs> all right, Rogue One. Matt, where'd you rank it? All right, guys, you know that Rogue One is my third favorite Star Wars movie of all time. You know that Rogue One, I absolutely love it, which was, which was why it breaks my heart to say that Rogue One is number five for me. The f- now, if you if we were talking about Rogue One trailer two, that has a that it, that makes the Force Awakens trailer like run for its money. That is a perfect trailer, but we're talking about the first one, unfortunately, where you have it's very convoluted and hard to follow. I think as someone who loves Star Wars, in the and they take I think they try to take it too seriously, and then try to disguise it who it is. There's basically next to no characters. You're you're like learning about besides you get a little bit of Saw Gerrera and it looks like it's just a Jin Erso and Andor uh, dynamic. But really the whole thing is a whole, the whole group, right? You get a little bit of Sharuk. I thought that too. The, and the trailer it. does imply that it's a lot more Jin Erso, yes. Cassian, like buddy, yeah. com- not buddy comedy, you, but duo. And I guess like the thing is, is like, I'm, it's great. The, again, second trailer is literally amazing. The score is great. It's very plot driven, but it's kind of hard to follow. Actually. I feel like, without a lot of great lines of dialogue that they end up having in the second trailer. Um, you get a, I think it does it really well is that it, it sets the tone. Uh, I remember after watching it, uh, my brother was like, this is apparently what like puts the war in star Wars. And it's like, yeah, it absolutely did. There's just like massive ground battles that we're more used to. That looks, that feel like a Vietnam movie and stuff. And there's great like space battles and stuff too, but it, you get a vibe and you get a sense of what you're going to be at. I think it leans way too heavy into trying to be the main trilogy versus being its own thing. It's trying to be something that's not in this trailer, I think. And you get no sense of character or direction or anything versus in the second trailer. And this is the thing is comparing and contrasting. I know we're not supposed to necessarily do that, but <laughs> there's no fun. That Sharut moment. I feel like we talk about it all the time, Max. Do you remember that? When after Jin Urso, which is not in this trailer either, where billions are built on hope. And then Sharut like holds his staff and like, it looks like he's like, yeah. That's true. He just taps it or something. Yes, and yeah, it's so funny, and it's such about. a weird acting mode that I would not put in that trailer. But it's but like the you know rebellions are built on hope is an amazing line. Um, make ten f- men feel like a hundred. An amazing line from the second trailer. Yeah, that was a good one. I forgot an- about that. Another line. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. Another great line from the second trailer, but not the first. Um, it's literally the trailer two is perfect, which means trailer one is just pales in comparison because it's kind of sloppy and confusing. As a Star Wars fan back then, I was like, yeah, I want to see everything that's going on. With that, I was like, that looks great. But again, you have to think of this, these as like, oh yeah, a second trailer will come out and explain it more. And so that's why, like, as someone who like tries to put trailers together to, to pitch for like their job a little bit, is just like, 
how do you tell a story over the course of three trailers? You know, and it's like that's why they're all intentionally done. So I don't, I'm not knocking it because clearly it was thought out. But it's like, oh yeah, what if we introduce them to the world in trailer one, and then the characters in trailer two, and that's exactly what they did. We don't, we don't really plug your credentials enough when we talk about this stuff. You don't need to. You, you really just downplayed your job. That's that's like literally what you do for a living. Yeah, I you, think it's applicable for this episode. <laughs> you, yeah, we should, we should mention that. Matt edits trailers for a living. I, I, tr- I mean, that's the, that's the goal. It's more social videos or social trailers and stuff too. But yeah, I mean, like, I guess I have some industry knowledge, I guess, of like how these things should go. I'm sure people who would who actually do this stuff for a living way more intensely than I do at an actual full trailer house agency versus an agency or would probably be like, oh, no, that's so stupid. But yeah, I'll take the credit. Thanks, guys. <laughs> if, if, if I'm looking for somebody to judge a trailer, I would yeah. say that Matt Lewis is definitely the expert on the matter. And I would go to you first. And that is why I am so absolutely shocked that we are in such agreement on this. Because we both love Rogue One. <laughs> yes. And I absolutely agree. I think it was the worst of these five trailers. Oh, yeah. So five? five? I have it at five. Yeah. All right. I had Rogue One as my five. And I agree with a lot of what you said. So I don't have a whole lot of notes to go on top of it. All except right. for um, the music. I love Same. the music in Rogue One. I thought the first trailer's music was just a little reductive. It was basically just yeah. the Imperial March, just like a different version yes, of it the entire it was, time. Yeah. And it was building up to this final shot of Darth Vader. And it's like the whole trailer feels like it's a big lead up for Darth Vader, yes. who's hardly in the trailer and he's hardly in the film. Yeah. He's arguably the best part of the film, but he's such yeah. a minor presence that it was just a weird song to have yeah. like throughout the entire trailer. Yeah. And um, I did not like that bit with Darth Vader at the end. I agree. I thought, I thought it seemed kind of like someone just gave a in. note from a manager yes. that was like, put Darth Vader in it. And yeah. they said, okay, here you go. Darth <laughs> Vader sells. Let's it, see. That's him. like that's like V4.1 alt is like having have Darth Vader in the back. Like, well, this isn't what we prefer, but this is what we'll we'll give you as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other uh, two things I want to point out. One is there's a weird, in my opinion, out of place comedic beat where K2SO says the captain says you're a friend. I won't kill you. Yeah. And it's like it it's supposed really to be K2SO's no, personality. No, that it doesn't well. capture him. And like the music is still playing, so there's no like cut to like let the audience in on the fact that this is a comedic beat yeah. or anything. Like it was a comedic beat in the movie yes. that mm-hmm. just did not play like, like that in a trailer for some reason. Trailer two though has a better comedic beat and they actually play it correctly, which is when he says we have a point whatever chance of surviving. And it's I like I did not watch trailer two, so I'm uh, a, I'm a little yeah. lost on all of these moments. But like but- I'm so sorry, Luke. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that moment did it better. But it's like, well, we don't need a shoehorn in comedy because it did, didn't have any place. Even though that's what I mean by it's trying to stick too closely to the the new trilogy that's coming out at the time for so you know, the sequel trilogy where it's like, well, we'll just put Darth Vader in there because it's reminiscent of, you know, the old trilogy and that goes hand in hand with this. And also let's make it serious kind of just like and mysterious where it's like, no, it's kind of funny. It's like K2SO is great and, and the yeah. banter is great. And that's why we love Star Wars. Maybe it doesn't make for the best trailer, but trailer two does it perfectly. I, um, for the record, had it at number three. We kind of skipped over me, but I all, almost all oh, of my notes. Sorry. We were going clockwise. I, I guess that's not great for the listeners, but <laughs> I was supposed to be next. So the order we're sitting in. Um, I had almost the exact same notes that Max just said. I had, Literally, I'm going to read my notes. They just play the best songs from the original trilogy, Imperial March and Force Theme, which is kind of a cheat code to make a cool trailer, because yeah. yes, that did make an incredible trailer, but Correct. it's not your movie like this is content from another movie and it doesn't have much of a wow factor like the force awakens does like there are four or five six seven shots probably in the force awakens where i get my breath taken away and nothing really like that in rogue one as as far as the first trailer goes uh i think there are a couple wow moments but none of them make the final cut and that's the other hard thing (laughs) to differentiate there's so many uh iconic shots in the trailer that don't make the final cut of the film the two biggest ones that i can think of are when they're actually like storming the beaches and they're getting like shot at by these atats that Mm -hmm. is so cool um and the other one is jen erso walking on that little plank and she's like met with that tie fighter that comes into shot and it's so cool and neither of those are in the film at all and it's hard to rank a trailer after having seen the film and knowing those things at the time i'm sure i felt a lot differently about this trailer yeah yeah but you got to take into account having seen the movie and what is and isn't in the movie which will come up more in the last jedi what i my thoughts on the last jedi trailer but i remember this movie came out in 2016 and i'm not gonna say it's all cable started going out right around that time but at least for me personally that's when i that was like the last movie i remember seeing trailers for on tv like while watching tv and i remember that mm. shot in particular with Jin or so on that skywalk and yeah. a t- uh, tie fighter coming up to meet her was like in the 22nd tv promos and i it was just such an ingrained moment in my head going into the movie and like i noticed in the movie that it wasn't there yeah 
So that's definitely a knock against it. And I have it at number three. So that was your least favorite, your least favorite, and middle of the pack for yeah. me, which that's got to be. I'm, I'm keeping track so we'll have an official Force for Rank ranking of these, Force for Thought ranking of these trailers and that's not looking good for rogue one but moving right along the last jedi is next in line starting with myself i put this at number four which is lower than i wanted to because it's my favorite movie it's the podcast's favorite movie and it is an incredible trailer but there's mm-hmm. so much missing from it the trailer is almost entirely just about ray and kylo ren which is a big part of the last jedi the best part of the last jedi but it's not the only part of The Last Jedi. Yeah. Poe is almost not in it at all. Finn has even less presence in the trailer. He's also almost not in it at all. DJ, Rose, and Admiral Holdo aren't in it at all. And if you just don't have any of those elements, it's like you don't even know that Finn and Poe are in these movies. Yeah. And so it is disappointing that they just chose the best part of the movie to make the trailer about, which does make a really good trailer, but I gotta I gotta knock it for that. That's yeah. not that's not fair. Which I is what we were talking about before, where I feel like they did the opposite. Where in trailer one they talked about the core element of what the movie is, which is Kylo and Rey, and then in trailer two expanded it to be like, look at all these other things, though. Um, it's hard well, not. I, I, to didn't, I didn't watch trailer two. No, neither, did I, did they include much more with Poe or Finn? I didn't either. They but still never showed anything on Cancel Bite in the trailers, or no, anything these, with Admiral Holdo in the trailers. They show, and that's like the cor- crux of Finn yeah, and Poe's arcs. But I think they do show Finn and Rose more. I didn't watch the second trailer uh, either. No. I don't know. I was I was just shocked because you have the one line from Poe that we are the spark that will light the fire that will burn the First Order down. Yep. Which and is from, a great line. Which is a great, great line. line. And from Finn, just the line, come on. And then yeah. he hits Ka- uh, Captain Phasma come in their on. fight. Oh, yeah. That's such a cool shot, though. It's a cool shot, but it's the o- it's that shot and um, him walking in his First Order disguise to his execution. After having seen the movie, you know that. But And it's also a cool shot. But those are the only two shots of Finn, who's... Yeah one of the main characters of this movie. You cannot just exclude him so significantly. I, I disagree with what you're saying. I think I think they did him very well in the trailer by only including the coolest shots instead of just giving like the crowd like, oh, hey, remember, po- or remember Finn? Here's a shot of him. Uh, and I'm going to talk about this again when we talk about the Rise of Skywalker trailer because I felt like multiple times in that trailer it happened too where it's like, I see these characters, but you're just reminding me that they're there without giving me any substance. Yeah. So I'm okay that we didn't see all those characters because I felt like there would have been no substance with it. And I'm trying to imagine, like, okay, well, what, like, cool shots could we have seen these characters anyway? And I'm like, well, you know, everyone's least favorite part of The Last Jedi is Canto Bite. I don't really want to see, like, shots from that sequence because I feel like whatever shot they use, that's just going to be out of place. You know what I mean? Given, like, the rest of the tone of the trailer and everything like that. That's fair, but... Finn and Poe are still in this movie. There are ways to include them in the trailer such that they're, you know, advertised as being in the movie. They have full character. We've talked before about how Finn and... I don't want this to devolve into us hating on The Last Jedi because in the movie, Finn and Poe have complete character arcs and they're Mm. good and I love them. And there's a way to include that in the trailer that they chose not to. I, I feel like I'm defending this more than I really am because I pretty much agree with you. I had it as number three. So I also had it as kind of uh, middle of the pack. Um, a couple other notes that I have. Uh, I think that the music is fantastic. Yeah. I think of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, or No, that's not true. I think the music is fantastic. Um, I think the imagery, while it's not as iconic as some of the shots from JJ's trailers, they are just stunning. Yep. Like that aerial shot of Ankto. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's just a normal island like that exists here on Earth, but it's just beautiful yeah. and it's incredible. And I love that shot. And there's just a lot of times like that in the trailer where I'm just like, wow, that looks so cool. Just Kylo and it's Ren just picking a normal up his thing. lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kylo Ren and the stormtroopers like marching on the um, the crate base or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That aerial shot as well. Maybe I'm just a sucker for aerial no, shots. No, that's a great <laughs> shot. I was going to say, that's an amazing shot. I love it. Um, So I like those a lot. Uh, I really like the line. Um, which I thought was incredibly prophetic for a trailer where Luke Skywalker says, this is not going to go the way you think. And a lot of people talked about it. They were like, is that a meta comment? What's going to happen in this film? I remember that. And I feel like we can say now, after having seen the film, and it's been out for five years now, six years now, uh, yeah, that movie did not go the way people think. So I really like that that was in the trailer. Um, I say that line, I quote that line, I mean, that's really from anything, but I say that because of this trailer in that movie, Mm -hmm. but I say that on a weekly basis to my wife. This is Um, not going to go the way you think. Like in a dumb, for stupid, stupid stupid things, like, oh, can you do the dishes? Like, oh, no, this is not going to go the way you (laughs) think. Like in a very dumb context, and I'm now wondering if 
She knows it's from this trailer. And I really <laughs> like the um, uh, the Kylo and Rey team up fake out at yes. the end because it's two That's different a good shots that are edited together. But it's also not really a fake out because they do team up in the film during the mm-hmm. throne room scene. So it's like it was such a good fake out, but also it's not a fake out because it did happen. It was just it's so cool at the time. It caused so much fun speculation. And in hindsight, it's even more fun to think about because of that. I wanted to look into this more and I never got a chance to. I wonder if you, Matt, um, know did they how much editing did they do to do that fake out? Because the fake out is Ray saying, I need someone to show me my place in all this. And then Kylo Ren reaching out his hand, which the scene from Kylo Ren is on the supremacy after the throne room fight when it's all burning. And so his face is very lit with Mm -hmm. um, live fire. And when Ray says that line in the movie, it's in the the whatever the tree library on Octo and it's not lit with fire. But in the trailer, it looks like it is. Did they edit her to look like she's in that scene and just put in some CG fire just for this trailer? Yeah, I'm 90 percent sure that's what they did. That is so cool. Yeah. They got me. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they did. There's, um, I'm trying to think of a good example in Star Wars so that we don't stray too far off topic, but it is a recent trend in trailer editing where they just like completely add or remove stuff to fake you out. And there's a lot of examples in Avengers movies. I was going to say, are you trying not to dive into the MCU? Because somehow <laughs> we mention this every week. <laughs> um, from Infinity War, there's a, an iconic shot of them running into battle mm-hmm. and the Hulk is present. But in the film, he's actually not the Hulk yeah. at all. He's in the Hulk buster. Uh, and then there's a couple moments like that in Endgame, I believe, too, where it's like completely edited differently. Like they completely changed costumes so you didn't know what was going yeah. on. Did you see that uh, the going into your work? That lawsuit that was like basically people of the fans of the movie yesterday or lack of the fans of the movie yesterday were angry the because the Beatles movie yes because Anna de Armas is in the trailer but she's not in the movie because they cut her scenes and so huh. there was like fans like had this huge lawsuit and it like went pretty far the really? fans had a lawsuit fans had a lawsuit and it went to like actual court and stuff and it went pretty far but it, they like it, false advertising it, or yes something? it got dismissed but there were like there was a lot of articles and like a oh. lot of stuff at work that was just like. The industry can change kind of because like you might not be able to actually fake people out or do this or do that. So that like technically you couldn't do the Marvel thing anymore. That's but, crazy. Wow. I hope that's not the case because I like the fake no, outs. It got thrown out because it is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, who cares? Correct. You're not yeah. going. You're not. They can tease you with whatever matter. you want. Yeah. Exactly. It's like ugh. buy right. the buy the DVD. Get the bonus scenes. I'm sure she's in there. All right, Matt. Where'd you rank the Last Jedi trailer? Last Jedi is number four for me. It's, so we're all kind of agreeance on a lot of the same yeah, we things. Are. Um, the music's amazing. Uh, not to repeat. It's. I think a big thing is like it's looking into the next chapter again. Think of Force Awakens, right? The, the time was just different after Force Awakens. We're like we any little nugget we wanted, we we had to wait for this trailer. And that sounds like it was like I'm talking about the '90s, but like just waiting and having these little nuggets and seeing where the story's going to progress. And you know, we it did not progress the way I th- we any of us thought. Like especially with Luke Skywalker, but seeing his mechanical hand and stuff is 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 rad. I love that shot. Um, there's also the shot. No, I'm thinking of the, another trailer. Hang on. Um, yeah, just consistently theorizing, uh, let the past die, kill it if you have to. I love that buildup and that emotional beat where it's like, okay, well, he killed his dad. Uh, in the and last he's about movie. to kill his mom and you see him put his finger on the triggers and then he pauses for a moment yes exactly that's a great moment so good. exactly and i remember when that uh when we were living this time uh i thought that was a trailer fake out that i was like no way is kylo ren gonna consider just blowing up leia with on a, on a ship like this that's so unceremonious and yeah that was that's one exactly that was how it definitely happened. not a trailer fake out nope. that was just they cut did. from the movie yep. yeah and then the last thing I think I'll say about this trailer is that it's something that was intriguing me. I still can't put my finger on it, but I think it's the way it starts. It just starts so low key. The music just like it wisps you into another time of where like movies aren't made like this anymore. Where in the fact usually it's like explosions, bang, 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 right? Um, the Force Awakens does that. Uh, that trailer does it a lot. But it's like no, we're just on a shot, a standing still shot of Kylo Ren, right? And you can look deeper into it and what he's looking at and where he's at and everything, but like. It just starts with him looking over, and, and it's it a really starts, cool shot too with the reflection. Yeah, it starts so minimally. It just I was like, oh, all right, like it tingles, it like ting- it sends a tingle down my spine every single time I watch it. And it's just like, why am I am I missing something? It starts like so high elevated. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I love that moment. But we talked about four. the Maz Kanata voiceover in the Force Awakens, and I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Snoke voiceover in the Last Jedi trailer. Yeah. It's so good. It, it is great very way good. to start the trailer. And you're like, ooh, tell me more, please. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting a long time. Let me see this guy. He was in a gold robe. Well, okay, did not see that coming. All right. Now, oh, real quick. Oh. Do you remember the time when that came out? Uh, I photoshopped you on Snoke and called you. What did I call you? Sluke? 
I think <laughs> no, I I'll find it. I, I, it popped up in my memories like a week ago. Why did I not send it to you? I don't know. But it's him. I look, like I vaguely remember that for yeah, some reason. It's such a creepy picture because like it's like he looks like he's doing this in the picture, which is a great visual for a podcast. But then I put your head. You put, <laughs> Matt is I, sitting very creepily with his fingers all messed up. Yeah, and he's but he's he looks like he's like got gonna like use like lightning out of his fingers. But when you Photoshop Luke's head on it when he's wearing sunglasses, it just looks like he's doing like a pimp walk, <laughs> and it's very it's very very funny. I'll we'll find post it. it. We'll post it. <laughs> yeah, a good a terrible Photoshop job from like 2017. Anyway. All right, moving right along. Solo, a Star Wars story, starting with Max. Where did you rank this one? I had this one as pretty high. I actually had it as my number two. So uh, some things that I want to point out is the music. The music, I thought, was maybe the best of the five. It was definitely the most unique, and it gets Mm -hmm. a lot of credit for that. Yes. Uh, I liked it a lot. And uh, the music cuts out at the right time when they actually do the comedic beat correctly in this trailer. Um, when Han asks Chewbacca, well, what do you think? And then Chewbacca growls, and he says, well, what do you know? Yes, yes that's, that's a, a very, very good... Moment, yes, moment. it is a very good comedic beat for a trailer. It like It's, it's a yeah. perfect way to capture their relationship. I liked it a lot, and they did it very well. Um, I mean... There was just a bunch of like action shots that were very exciting. We got to see a new Wookiee. I remember there was yeah. a lot of speculation on that. People thought it might have been Buryaga, I think is her name, who was Chewie's wife, or Raro. Uh, or... Mala is Chewie's wife. Buryaga is from the High Republic. Oh, that's right. Or um, what's his kid's name? Waru? Raru? I don't know. It's something like that. So a lot of people were thinking that it might be one of those characters. Um, so there was a lot of speculation on that, and that was just like a split-second blink-and-you'll-miss-it type moment from the trailer. Um, we got to see the clean falcon, which was so cool to yes. see for the first time, um, and I really liked that as well. A lot, I, And it was just, I mean, it was the perfect trailer for that movie because it was just a really fun movie. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it did so poorly at the box office, but everyone that did see it was like, oh, wow, that was actually really fun, and that's yes. how I feel about this trailer. It was, it was yep. just a really good trailer. I absolutely agree. I love this trailer. For me, this is number three. Um, and that doesn't sound like high praise in comparison because we were just talking about how we were like, oh, we're in agreement, Last Jedi 3, 4, whatever. But no, Solo is like leaps and bounds, I think, over Rogue One because it's easy to understand. They also set up the betrayal aspect really obviously and really well through the dialogue. With and Beckett's also, voiceover. Yes. Yeah. And they also are able to transition through voiceovers. And I love the beginning when they're like, what are you looking for? Is it revenge? Is it money? Mm-hmm. And they have great accompanying shots with that. And they stick with that theme as well. Uh, again, making sure under, you understand who this person is if you don't know who Han Solo is for some reason. Where he's like, I'm a driver. I'm a flyer. And they show you things to back it up. And you're like, yeah, I get it. It's instantly. It's nostalgic. The score is great. I remember when somebody put the uh, uh, Sabotage, the Beastie Boys song, to it. And was like, oh, this would have made made a better trailer. And I was like, no, it wouldn't have. I, As someone who loves the Beastie Boys in my top top ten favorite bands, I think they're number six, so I couldn't say five, um, they that's a Star Trek thing. Because Star Trek did that that same year, I believe, with the uh, Star, Trek Beyond. Star Trek Beyond trailer. And it's great for that trailer, but that's not what Star Wars is. Star Wars doesn't can't go into that realm, and I don't want it to go in the realm. We don't need it to go in the realm. We have John Williams. Like You don't need anything, right? So it's like, stick with what you know. And I think the score is great and underappreciated because of that fact, even though, yes, the Beastie Boys version is really cool. But it's nostalgic, and it, again, it, you see Han, you see Chewie, you see, uh, you know, L3, you know, who is this? You see Lando. It sets up all these characters that you already know in a new light and I think it does it really well and if they set up on an adventure that you want to go on with these characters because um, it's easy to understand you're like yeah they're going to pull some sort of heist the train robbery scene in the trailer is awesome and like you said you see the Falcon clean but you don't get that moment when Han walks in there yet you see him walk in from the back I believe or the side but you don't see the cockpit from, from the, like the full shot of it and it's like it's rewarding not to see that moment in the trailer because it, it blue balls you pretty hard because you're like, yeah, oh, and oh. it does it the perfect way. It shows I you that so you're too. gonna get this scene, but we're not showing it right now. But you get just a little yes. tease of what it is gonna be. And then a great part that's like the Wookiee age joke. How old are you? Oh yeah, that's another that's good comedic beat. Amazing. And then the, great. I have a really good feeling about this moment. Is like. Yeah, why would you not put that in there? Like, it is a nice callback. Like, it's a little cheesy, yeah. and they keep reusing it a little bit, like we say. Um, but. They, they, this did it right, I think, too. Mm-hmm. For a movie that doesn't do fan service all that well, <laughs> um, I think this. I think this is a great trailer. And it's a great I movie. I absolutely agree. I thought that when I was making my list um, yesterday or the day before that I was going to be defending this a lot more than I am going to. It's wow, my number one, and you guys have already said hey. almost all of my notes. It's a incredibly made trailer. It's very 
quick paced and snappy the i had written down also that the editing with the music when the music cuts out and then the uh they flip the switches on beat with oh, the music I that love is that. there mm. that was great um the story misdirect of beckett saying that he heard about a big time gangster putting a, together yeah. a crew that gives you exactly what you need to know about the movie but that's not what the movie is about cuz he was talking yeah. about jabba in the movie at the end yep. but that's basically like bird's eye view broad strokes kind of is what yes. happens in the movie but <laughs> exactly. it's actually much more personal and deep than just that and so that was a really good way to do that um part of the reason that i think solo is such a great trailer um similar to what i was saying about the force awakens that the force awakens had such a good trailer because a lot of the moments were made just for a trailer because of the way the movie was made i feel like solo the concept of it is basically just a trailer for the character of han solo because as a movie, it's kind of hokey that we can have a solo review some other time, so I'll be brief. But Han Solo meets Chewbacca, gets his blaster, gets the Millennium Falcon, becomes the smuggler scoundrel that we all know mm-hmm. and love, all in the course of like a weekend. Which, as a movie, that's kind of a big step to take in a short <laughs> amount of time. Yes. But as a trailer, that's perfect for who Han Solo is going to become. Yeah. You so. In that sense, I think that this movie is kind of just a trailer for who Han Solo will be, but that's why there's so many moments that make for great trailer moments. Like, Beckett tossing Han the DL-44 is a great trailer moment, yeah. And even though it's not that great of a movie moment. So, I'm glad we're all in agreement that yep. Solo is an exceptional trailer. There's not a bad trailer on here, I would say, not to jump the gun. I think you might disagree, but I don't think, I think there's, there's one. <laughs> I don't think there's a bad trailer besides the Rogue One trailer, which is unfortunate because, again... Rogue One across the board. It just goes to show that the trailer does not necessarily in influence the quality of the movie. There can be a yeah. good trailer for a bad movie or a bad trailer for a good movie. Yep. I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm glad if you go back and listen to how this channel has ranked all of the movies, the way we're rating these trailers are not lining up at all. No. no. Not at all. All right. Last but maybe not least, The Rise of Skywalker, starting with Matt. Where'd you rank this? Luke Taylor. I'm so interested where this is going to come in, because I believe this... I don't want to spoil this if anybody's even keeping track, but I feel like this might be your number five and your number one. Yes, I am keeping track, and that is true. Okay. <laughs> yes. So let me not split the difference, but it's my second favorite trailer. Not only maybe in of Star Wars, but maybe of all time. I love this Yikes. trailer. <laughs> Excuse you? <laughs> just, I'm just surprised. Was that involuntary? <laughs> that was, I couldn't keep it in. To get to get off track for one second, we were playing the Newlywood game with my entire family because you know we're all coupled up. And when we they're like, name your biggest pet peeve, and Lynn said communic- lack of communication, meaning in general, not just with, not just with me because we're actually really good communicators. But Mike had a like just a reaction, and he was like, oh. <laughs> like, and everyone died laughing. Like, oh, man, it was great. That's an awkward moment. Yeah, it, it was. She's like, no, 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 not my relationship, not my relationship. It was, but it was also funny because I'm just like, you know, we, I mean, we Lynn and I started dating when we were 13, 14, so Mike was like 10, and so it's like, you know, he's very, he's known all of us for her very for a very long time. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh. That was the same exact thing. Um, but yeah, so I, I love this trailer. I don't think it's necessarily. It sets up what you want, right? It had a lot. I think the trailer is the way it is because it had a lot going against it, right? It needed to go back uh, and try to unite the fandom, um, not only within this movie because of Last Jedi, which, again, I think people are babies about, but like Last Jedi, but also Carrie Fisher's death. And I think it does a really good job pulling at the heartstrings, and it does something that I, I don't think a lot of the trailers had to do before. And that's not only wrap up this movie, but at the same time wrap up the Skywalker saga and the legacy, we're like, this is a huge event, and I think this is one of the best songs in a trailer of all time. Because the epic version, when you listen to it on Spotify and everything, like, it's so good. Because it's not, it's obviously this trailer song is not on the score or on the soundtrack, but man, Which is, is it worth criminal? Yes, but it's, it's I mean, we listen to it so often. Like I, I said off pod, and I'll say it again now because it feels like the appropriate time is that like maybe not every day, but maybe every other day or at least a couple times a week, I will watch. Star Wars trailers to get pumped up in the morning <laughs> before I start work. Maybe it's because that of makes what, me so happy. Maybe, I believe you. I do. I'll send you a picture next time. But like, <laughs> but like maybe it's because of what I do because I have to edit, or maybe it's because I you know love Star Wars and want to get hyped for the day. But this trailer does it for me. It it, it packs a punch. It has emotion. Uh, it has the action element. It had it just encapsulates you know forty something years of Star Wars. I think which is hard to do. 
Uh, and it sets up for a movie that maybe the trailer's a little bit better than the movie itself, right? But you get those nuggets of those excitement. You know, Kylo Ren walking through the water. Uh, C-3PO with his red dreadlocks <laughs> when he's all he's all, he's all hooked <laughs> up. Um, but I think the score is great. It's an epic conclusion. Uh, again, even if you don't love the movie, uh, I love the shot of Rose when she walks up to the camera. There's just like such, such a sense of urgency when you're like, something is going down. And it's like, as a Star Wars fan, you want to know what it is. Is she seeing Finn die? Is she seeing something bad happen? Is she seeing another Alderaan incident being blown up? Like, what is going on? Um, yeah, I don't know. It sets up the finale. It sets up the legacy. I love the 3PO line. Uh, I think it just means so much more uh, the fact that this movie is ending and wrapping up 40 years. It's the last time we're going to see Han Solo and Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker, presumably. Uh, you know, Luke Skywalker proper on screen where he says, I'm, ta- I'm looking uh, I'm looking at my friends one last time. It's like, man, that just means so much more. And he's talking to what we're feeling as the audience. You know, mm-hmm. we, we are that. We are C-3PO in that moment. Yeah. Um, we talked about how there was a meta line in another trailer. And that's another meta yeah, line that it's great. I'm taking one last look at my friends. Because yes. that's how all of us felt watching that trailer. Exactly. And that it just it, every single time it, my eyes won't swell up a little bit, you know, I, like, oh, man, that's like. My, my heart grows two sizes, which is not good because I don't have a small heart like the Grinch, so it's probably going to lead to a heart attack. Um, <laughs> and the last thing is, the I think it's got one of the, just the best lines. You know, confronting fear is the destiny of the Jedi. I think it just is like, man, that just is like, I love I love them using that line that in the in the trailer. It's just like, it wraps up everything, again, we should feel. Uh, you know, confronting desti- uh, you know, uh, fear is the destiny of the Jedi not only encapsulates you know, obviously the Jedi themselves and what they're supposed to do, but just like us as people. It's just like, yeah, we have to face our fears and stuff and i think that's something that star wars does really well is it, it speaks to the human experience in a very non-human way i will not disagree with any of that i there was a lot of stuff i love about this trailer but i'll i'll jump right into what you said uh the confronting fear is the destiny of a jedi sure. tremendous line i agree that is the emotional conclusion to raise character arc in the movie yeah that is a spoiler through and through that's like putting the in the last Jedi trailer, Luke Skywalker saying, "No, the Resistance is reborn today, and yeah. I will not be the last Jedi." Like, yeah, it'd make a sick trailer moment, but that's the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> you can't just include it in your trailer. But There's so many moments. You knew like it was that. gonna happen, though. Yeah. It's not a spoiler. But, but I, I you also, knew that Rey was gonna end up being a good guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know that how the story's yeah. gonna end, but you don't spoil the ending in the movie, and that's exactly what this trailer does time and time again. It does that yeah. for Rey's character arc. It shows the ground assault on the Star Destroyer, which is a great trailer shot. And they didn't have to shoot it and frame it in the movie as such a big reveal, but they chose to. And they have that decisive moment where Allegiant General Pride says, oh, um, how, how are they storming the ship? They have no navy. Or I forget what the exact line is. Um, but then it's like a big reveal that they took those. Jam their speeders. They're not on speeders, Yeah, sir. right. Thank you. Um and then there's a big moment that they launch all those uh, space horses on the Star Destroyer, which yeah. would have been a great moment, but we saw that in the trailer. And then the worst of all, the People's Fleet ali- arriving on Exegol, that was obviously a great trailer moment, but that is the conclusion to Poe's character arc, and you can't just include it in the trailer. In the movie, he's talking that he doesn't know it's going to happen, and he wants you to think that the audience doesn't think it's yeah. going to happen. And uh, honestly, you wouldn't really if... It, wasn't in the trailer like it was done pretty well in the movie if the trailer didn't sack them in the beginning like this but when poe is saying like my friends we tried there's just too many and then lando says but there's more of us it's like kind of an uplifting moment for a moment but then you're like oh and then this is going to be that trailer shot that we saw three months ago yeah you just it's just such an irresponsible and i can't believe that you're defending it as a uh as a trailer editor you would not make a trailer like this. It's irresponsible. It's antithetical to the point of trailers. It's multiple, multiple egregious mistakes. If it's the if it's the first movie, yes. But I think in the third movie, like again, it's like I think the Ray line at the end or Luke's line about confronting fear. It's like, well, I think that's just like her, him, you know, training from the grave or like imparting wisdom. And especially since she is battling this Kylo versus, uh, you know, kind of having that dynamic. I think that I feel like it's. It's a nice little lead up to it. I cannot, I cannot believe I am the voice of dissent in this discussion because it's one <laughs> thing to spoil that Luke Skywalker's in the movie because that I, I can agree. Like, all right, we all know Luke Skywalker's going to be in the yeah. movie. They could have excluded him, and it could have been more of a real. Uh, it could have been more of a reveal because again, when Luke Skywalker first appears, it's presented to the audience as a big reveal. Yeah, when he grabs that lightsaber and walks yeah. out of the fire. And they could have shown any other moment with Luke Skywalker, but they chose to include not only Luke Skywalker in the trailer to spoil that moment, but the literal conclusion to Ray's character arc yeah. in the trailer. That is 
the you last, don't do that. The shot of her at the end is a bad shot to include. Because the entire movie, when she's standing there with her lightsaber confronting Palpatine, the movie. Right before she force gives it to Ben. Yeah. yeah. That's a bad shot. That is the worst shot in the trailer, which is the last shot that we end on. Because the entire movie, you're waiting for that shot to happen. You're like, oh, it's the end. And that's upsetting. <laughs> that's fair. That part didn't really bother what? me so much as all the rest. But, I mean, it's a, it's a well-made trailer and it does get you excited for the movie. But you just can't spoil such significant parts of the movie in a trailer. Quentin Tarantino has a quote where he says, um, when you go into a movie, you know every single thing that's going to happen in that movie. And I think that's true. And I think this trailer is like, everyone knows what's going to happen. If they spoil Han Solo coming back, that'd be a big difference. But also, it's just Luke Skywalker's voiceover. So, it, you know, it could be anything. We know Force Ghosts exist. It's not out of the realm. It's, you know. No, and it wasn't surprising that he came back. It's just, you shouldn't include it in the trailer. And I disagree, and mm-hmm. I think you would disagree also if you thought about it harder. Like, Imagine if they included any of the big reveals in The Last Jedi in the trailer. Like, if well, you saying. saw Rey and Ben fight over the Skywalker saber after he asks her to join him. Like, oh, yeah. well, you knew she wasn't going to join him. No, in movie, you got to have the tension and the character decisiveness. Well, I think that's what, the, I, that's what I'm saying. It's the, the, it's the last movie, though. I think it's a little different. You know I how it's going. I don't think so. If anything, it's more important that you not spoil the ending. With the ending meaning confronting fears, the... Way of the Jedi? The Destiny That of the Jedi? being the ending for Ray's arc in the, in this instance, yeah. The ending for Ray's character. I think there's I a think very... Just, I don't think that's a huge spoiler. I mean, that's just a line, a dialogue. In tra- in the trailer, it is just a line of dialogue. But yeah. in the movie, it is the most important line that Luke Skywalker says. Yeah, but it you're looking the... at that with knowledge after. During the time when you saw the trailer, you had no idea what that meant. You're just like, yeah, that is confronting. Confronting fear is the Destiny of the Jedi. Well, you know that Luke Skywalker is going to come back. And I guess... You could assume that he was going to come back, so it's maybe not that much worse than just admitting that Luke Skywalker's in the movie. But all right, well, that's we'll call a truce. That, that was a, we'll <laughs> we'll call a stalemate on that one point. But I stand firm on the people's fleet hey, and the charge of the space forces fair, on the Star Destroyer. You don't need to argue with me. I it's my number two. It's his number one, <laughs> and he hasn't yeah, even gone you've been, yet. You've been quiet this whole time. Yeah, what, what the makes, hell, what man? Makes you you love even come to my defense at all? I'm very no. I'm what very glad this? that I'm going last for this because I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I did not know if I wanted to rank this as my first or my last. It was going either way for me, and it's because of what I said before. It is very hard to differentiate the trailer from the movie, and I think there's a very meta aspect that we're all missing here in this conversation so far. Because just from a trailer perspective, just the trailer, it is amazing. It suffers greatly in hindsight from the fact that, yeah, you just saw the entire movie. They didn't save any reveals for you, and that's pretty disappointing. But as far as the trailer goes, you can't deny that seeing those space horses on the Star Destroyer is epic, that seeing Lando and the Citizen's fleet is epic. It's only disappointing because you didn't get more in the movie. And the meta thing that we're forgetting here is that this was coming right after The Last Jedi was incredibly divisive for all the fans, right? And following that was Solo, which got bombed at the box office. So I I believe and there Carrie was... Fisher's death. And Carrie Fisher's death. I believe there was an edit that J.J. Abrams did where he turned it into Lucasfilm and they said, listen, J.J., this is good, but we need to make sure there are butts in the seats for this. You need to put in everything you have. I'm sorry, but you can't leave any reveals to the movie. And I think that's exactly what happened because there's a big difference between this movie or this trailer and The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens had a lot of that mystery and intrigue. This one didn't. But by laying it all out for you, you can't deny that it was an awesome trailer. And to highlight something Matt said already, the music. Yeah. The music is the best music in all the it trailers. Is, it's good. It's, it's, it's definitely amazing. the best music. And everything after the part in the trailer where 3PO says, I'm taking one last look, mm. sir, at my friends. You're right. That hits right in the feels. Yeah. And then everything you see after that is so epic. There's yeah. some great iconography. Seeing the uh, uh, Emperor's Throne on Exegol. Yes. That's a great shot. And I will say this. One of the reasons... Another reason why I didn't know if this was my least favorite or my most favorite was because of everything that happened before Mm -hmm. that line from C-3PO. Yeah. And it's what I was talking about earlier. We saw multiple shots that just didn't add anything. You just see Rey in this environment, and you're like, okay, I don't know where she is or what she's doing, but that's Rey. And then you see another shot of Poe Dameron, and it's not adding anything. It's just like, okay, there's Poe. He's in this movie. There's a shot of Finn. Okay. Like, I'm not getting anything from these shots other than like, oh, it's Finn. I like him. 
And that's why I wanted to defend that when you were talking about The Last Jedi, because I'm okay with not including those shots if it's not adding anything. And I feel like there were a lot of those shots in the first half of the Rise of Skywalker trailer where it just wasn't adding anything. It was just reminding you, like, hey, here's this character you like. He's in it. That's fair. I guess the shots are more just filler because I get maybe the more you get about the specific character's presence in the movie is in the voiceover because mm-hmm. Finn does have a great voiceover to start the trailer where he says it's a feeling yeah, and that's like alluding to his force sensitivity and that we're going to get big Finn developments for maybe the first time in the trilogy and then Poe talks um, good people will fight if we lead them which is yes. a great Poe moment and that's where we really get what you're saying that you want and it's not so much in the visuals it's in the dialogue. You know what's funny too is that this is a very text-based trailer where it's a lot of reading and you are kind of filling in those moments between texts, like a legacy will end and blah, blah, blah. Like as it goes yeah. on, and it's very interesting. Like, like when you're putting those cards there, it's like, you have, how do you fill those moments between the cards? And it's, so it is an odd trailer. And I bet you're right. When you're talking about the JJ cut of the original trailer. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Too. I think they, I, I, especially like the teaser trailer, I feel like try to double down on what the force awakens trailer did. Um, the teaser trailer when it was like, oh, a new droid, a new this, and it's like, oh, we get to see, like, Ray flip over, and then it fades in and out of a bunch of different shots in the teaser, and then we end on Palpatine. And I feel oh, like, yeah, I we're not talking about the teaser trailer, but that's another thing that I dislike. Yep. That that's one of the cooler parts of the movie when Ray does that backflip over yep. uh, Kylo Ren's. But I don't think tie, tie fighter. The teaser for Rise of Skywalker now, in antithesis of you, or I think is my least favorite of all of the trailers from Star Wars. It's probably my second least favorite, yep. and I say that having because seen the, the teaser yeah. at Star Wars Celebration, and the room for that teaser was electric, uh, you, and I. Yeah. watch that all the time on youtube actually how you said you watch these yeah. trailers like at least multiple times a week multiple times realistically a year i will watch that crowd reaction from star wars celebration <laughs> to yes. that teaser yep more than i watch the actual teaser itself Max, because it I... suffers from the exact same thing as the first force awakens teaser the opening shot is just one thing and it's like 30 seconds long it's just ray running in the desert until she jumps over the uh Kylo Ren's ship. I it's agree. the same thing as Finn popping up in the desert in the first yep. teaser for The Force Awakens. Which is, I think Force Awakens works so well, and I don't think Rise of Skywalkers does, because we know these characters, we know that ship, it's like, that's a cool thing. It adds nothing new besides her ability to do it, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that doesn't, who cares? You yeah. know, like Versus when we're just like, ooh, that looks cool yeah. in, in Force Awakens, and that's my biggest problem with, but I agree, that's hilarious with the, the crowd reaction, and there's a guy like in the second row back who like looks like my realtor, it's not, <laughs> and he has like a goatee, and I think he's like crying at the end, and I'm like, man, I love that reaction video, that makes it's a me great tear up, yeah, video. I love it, it's so good, I'm, I'm so glad that we both do, we've never talked about that, we both <laughs> watched that exact video. Um, one more point I'll bring about the Rise of Skywalker trailer is that you were talking about how there's a, sh- a shot of Finn and a shot of Poe just to establish that they're in the movie. You kind of you need moments of them, and it can't be like spoilery moments. But the Rise of Skywalker as a movie, infamously for I'll say for better and worse, but it's for worse, is very poorly paced with massive action set pieces, start to finish, and they could have chosen any number of very cool visual moments of Finn and Poe in a battle doing something cool you don't need to show like static moments and if you're going to show static moments of the characters then give them some static moments in the movie to to back that up to kind of reinforce that that's what you're advertising in the movie you know it is a very fast-paced movie yeah yeah i i I think i agree with you um i'm interested to go back now and analyze it even further but i think it's like i said that difference between like the first half of that trailer and the second half because to me there is a big tonal shift after that line where 3po says i'm taking one last look sir at my friends right after that the next 30 seconds is just like pure bliss for me it feels like i'm taking a drug like the I music could just, does a lot i could too. inject it that swelled. last 30 seconds of that trailer into my veins every day yeah i know exactly what you mean the music swells right at that moment too when c3po dun, says dun, that dun, dun. yeah oh, yeah oh so good all right so that's all five i have tallied our scores and the official force for thought ranking <laughs> of the five star wars movies released in the disney era the tra- official trailer one for them Number one, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Number two, The Force Awakens. Number three, The Rise of Skywalker. Number four, The Last Jedi. And number five, Rogue One. No ties. No ties. No ties. Okay. Uh, It was close. Uh, Shame on you for not going in reverse order to reveal the number one. (laughs) 
<laughs> ah, there's only five. It's not like you were gonna forget. <laughs> you get process of and, and, and also, it's yeah, and also, it's also like you all have been fighting, you're waiting for it for us to announce the, the official Force for Thoughts trailer ranking. And it was a lot closer between the first three than the bottom two. <laughs> it was <laughs> six, seven, and eight. So it was, it was neck and neck between Solo: The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker. I would have been kind of pissed if The Rise of Skywalker got into two or one because that is my number five, and I'm excited to see if there's any. I like to think people are listening, and I would love it if people would comment and let us know what you think if you're more on my side that The Rise of Skywalker had. Not just, like Max said the disclaimer that all these trailers are good. I think The Rise of Skywalker trailer is bad. I think wow. that it should not have been made that way, and I'd like to know if people agree with me, because yeah. it is it has bothered me for going on four years now. And you're like the biggest hype man for Star Wars, too. <laughs> I that am. takes is, a lot for you to say. This might be the first thing on pod, maybe in my life, <laughs> that I dislike something in Star Wars. <laughs> That's hilarious. Man, I don't know. All man. right. Well, like I said, let me know what you think. Please reach out to us. You can email us, uh, reach out to us on Instagram or TikTok. We will very much enjoy in engaging with you. Um, we And Facebook, ha- too. Reach out to us on Facebook. I yes. just created a Facebook page. Oh, did you? I was thinking we should do that for a while. Yeah, it took us a while because I feel like the three of us don't really use Facebook a whole lot, but no. it's still popular. I mean, it so I, I created the page. So That's reach true. out to us on there as well. And also, when you reach out to us, just know that the three of us will text about it and be like, should you respond? Do you want to respond? And so we don't get back to you. That's why. We yeah. think the other two are responding. We really appreciate every single comment. We, Just know it is read and it is discussed. Yes, it, like, it, it, even it if you say something joy. bad, I will respond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, watching like a hawk. Before we leave, does anyone have any force for thought to leave us with? I did have a force oh for thought God. that I thought about actually as I was rewatching these trailers, specifically the Last Jedi trailer, where Luke Skywalker says, I've experienced this raw strength once before. It didn't scare me then. It does now. And I really thought about that for a minute because I was like, oh, that's a great line. And then I was like, that's not really true, though. I mean, that really, really scared Luke at the time, actually. Like, he almost, like, killed Ben Solo over this. (laughs) And then I started thinking about that scene, right? And that scene where Luke Skywalker considers murdering his nephew, it's really been panned as a meme, because every time I see it, it's always talked about in the context of like, oh, Ben Solo had one bad dream and Luke Skywalker almost killed him. And it's funny, like that's a funny way to frame it, but it really takes away from how serious that moment is, which is the most realistic and down-to-earth moment uh, uh, in all of Star Wars, I think. Because anytime somebody is asked, if you had a time machine, what would you do? And for some reason... Everybody says the same thing. Oh, I'd go back in time and I'd kill baby Hitler. That's what Luke is facing in that moment right there. His yeah. son or his nephew is sleeping. He basically reads his mind. He can foresee the future, which is a thing the Skywalkers have. Anakin did it in Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Luke did it in Empire. He can foresee the future. He can sense the future through the Force. Yeah. And he can feel that this kid is going to cause the death of billions. And it's going to yeah. be untold suffering. And he has the chance right now to prevent all of that. And it's a moment of weakness, but Mm -hmm. it's the same thing that he does on the Death Star in Return of the Jedi when he's about to kill his own dad. He's wailing away at him as Darth Vader is sitting on the railing. He's losing a hand. He's wheezing. Luke has the upper hand, and he looks at his lightsaber in the exact same way that he looks at it in that scene from The Last Jedi before he throws it away and says, I will not fight you. I am a Jedi like my father before me. Because in that moment, Mm -hmm. uh, going back to The Last Jedi now, what does Luke do? He obviously wasn't going to go through with it. It was a moment of weakness. He had the most rational thought Mm -hmm. anyone could have which is I have an opportunity to kill baby Hitler right now, yeah. but that's not the Jedi way. And so he, he wasn't going to do it. And I think it is a great moment in Star Wars. And any chance I get to defend the last Jedi, I'm going to take it. But it's really unfortunate to me that that moment has been turned into a meme. That's good. That's a great point, Max. I like everything you said. Yeah, I agree. I never, I never thought about it in the terms of what would you do if with a time machine, go kill baby Hitler. That is very similar. <laughs> Very yeah. similar, yeah. Because it's important to point out that Luke Skywalker wasn't wrong. What he what he sensed in Kylo Ren came to fruition. And you could say, well, that only happened because he did this. And I would say, I would disagree with that. I think what Kylo Ren became was inevitable. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know validated by some of the the comics as well the rise of kylo ren where we see some backstory where he was kind of struggling already with this kind of push to the dark side so yeah, to he speak. said snoke had already turned his heart exactly so uh i i disagree with that rebuttal i think what 
Ben Solo turned into was inevitable. Luke Skywalker sensed it. He had the chance to save billions by murdering his nephew, and it's an incredible moral dilemma, and he handled it like a Jedi Knight because he knew he couldn't do it. What would you do in a fun way if you had a time machine to go back right now? I would do something so selfish. I would not kill baby Hitler. Oh, would, no, would, in a fun way, in a fun way. I would go back like two weeks and like remake something that gave me food poisoning and be like, oh, get rid of that. I would go back to 1997 and get a high-C ecto-cooler right now. <laughs> what is it? Hi, uh, ecto-cooler? The Ghostbusters? Uh, I, I, I don't remember. Is this those, like a Taco Bell exclusive? No, it was just a little high-C ecto-cooler, which I'm, I've been making at home. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I want to taste the I'm going to make it for next Saturday, too. I don't know what I would do. I'd probably go rewatch one of the Star Wars movies for the first time in trailer in theaters opening night. That was such a fun experience. Or maybe go back to Star Wars Celebration and rewatch that trailer. You know what? I would. I would go back in time and I would uh, rewatch The Force Awakens with you guys because The Force Awakens 2015 was such a big moment mm. in our lives, and I wasn't there to catch the first viewing with Matt and Luke. Oh, you yeah. guys saw it together. You guys saw it together. I walked out and walked into the next auditorium and watched yeah. it with you. We literally passed each other, yeah. and you guys were like crying. You guys were like, "Oh my god, it was so incredible. I loved it." And I'm like, "Oh." What? Oh my God, what's about to happen? I and then I had to watch it by that. myself. Oh my God. I forgot about that. No, I didn't watch it by myself. I think my dad watched you, it with me. I watched, yes. It was I, Sammy. Me too. I yeah. watched it twice opening night. That once was with Matt yes, and once with you. Because we literally walked out and you walked back with them into the mm-hmm. theater instantly. No pee break. Nope. That's, man, so we are, if man. I had a time machine, that's what I would do. I would go back. I forget why that even happened, uh, but I would. Because s- you were in law school. Oh, I, it was in the winter. I had a final that you day. You did. Ooh. Yeah, that's all coming back to me to be like, Max, you kn- If I had a time machine, I probably would not skip that final. That was pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine if you had a time machine, but you would go back and we would see you at Cinemark and Valley View, but your current age now, you'd be like, <laughs> is, is that you? <laughs> What's going on right here? You look a little balder. To be honest, though, like if it's one of those things where you the don't butterfly, have dreadlocks. Exactly. I was gonna, <laughs> if, if the butterfly effect that you couldn't see yourself because it would like change things. You'd be fine. You would not notice you at all. <laughs> I would not recognize my own self. No, not at all. That's funny. Um, what, one other thing. Do you remember seeing um, Revenge of the Sith together? No. It was 2005, so we were kids. I was eight. You were what? 11, 12, 13? Um, I remember... Or 11. I would have been turning 12. I remember distinctly, we brought our toy Darth Vader helmet into the theater, and we were playing with it before it started, and then it started, and then the crawl was going and i turned to you to say something and you like pushed me away like i'm reading the crawl and i remember thinking like you're actually reading these words that fly through space in the beginning <laughs> of a star wars movie like that's that is, hilarious that is so lame are you kidding me do you apparently i wasn't reading them by the time i was seven or eight no i was i had the same exact I situation wasn't either at that age i'm surprised i was at 11 <laughs> i uh i used to think when i was a kid that the crawl spoiled the movie <laughs> so and so i never i never it. read it as well you purposely avoided it when i was like so I mean, this funny. is like I, before Revenge of the Sith, but like I remember, I think it definitely Attack of the Clones. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like <laughs> even then, which was that's so funny to think back about. That's so funny. No, I do not remember seeing Revenge. I do not remember seeing Attack of the Clones. But oddly enough, I do remember seeing Phantom Menace because I think that was the first midnight premiere we probably ever went to. I think we went as a family. Well, I guess I was six. You probably weren't there because you would have been two. There's yes. no way. I know. Uh, we've we've talked about this before. My, our family still maintains that they brought me, and I say, a as, as a father of a one and a half year old, there's absolutely no chance you would bring a two year old to the midnight screening of the Force of the Phantom Menace. For one, it's at midnight. Also, yeah. it's sold out. Also, yeah. there's it was a sold out because there. we sat in the very front row. It was terrible. I'm and certain I was I, not uh, there. I remember I fell asleep. I think I only saw like the first hour. And then I always say, and then you, but you did grow up loving trade disputes. <laughs> this is a joke we've made multiple times on this podcast because we've, we've said this story. <laughs> We're starting to recycle our own material. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. We got to end it here. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Reach out on socials. We'll see you next week. See you, Sammy. Sammy.